All right, well, we're, it's working. You want to say something? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of I'm Shook. I'm Sarah Shook, and I'm like so shook today. And I'm shook about body image. And I'm here with my very good friend, Poonam Patel, and she's super shook, too. I'm so shook. I'm shooketh. <laughs> she's shooketh. <laughs> awesome. Um, so body image. This is like huge for everybody, I think, but like more so for women. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's like from the day we are born, we are like... It's so specific what we're told. There's never a time in our life where we are allowed to just be like, even like the clothes you buy, there's not really like, besides a onesie, like what's the unisex clothing for even babies? Yeah. Yellow. Yeah. Truly green. <laughs> I was just um, at my friend's baby shower in Atlanta and she's having a baby girl and like all the dresses are so cute and all this stuff, but I didn't even think about it. But there's this thing where it's like with baby girls, they buy them these little ruffly, like ruffled bloomers to put over their diapers. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, well, why can the boys have their diapers out all the time? But like it's unsightly for the woman, the woman, the little baby woman <laughs> to have her yeah. diaper out. They got to cover it. Like, I mean, they're cute. But even with like little stuff like that, it's it's so weird. Yeah. It's like teaching you like you have to like be frilly and pretty and like. Yes. And like dainty, like a ballerina or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It is really interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like, what are some things that you feel like growing up where you were yeah. told that shaped maybe how you felt about yourself or other people or bodies in general? Yeah. So I'll preface this by saying I am a proud size 12, which I looked up the other day. Thank you so much. I've worked really hard to get here. <laughs> um, I looked up the other day and there was this article saying technically that qualifies me as plus size, which I just don't like that term because I feel like it's telling us there's a normal size and I'm in surplus of it. Yeah. Um, and everyone isn't just a size. Everyone's a different shape, too. So yeah. size 12 on me is going to look different than a size 12 on someone else. Um, but yeah, growing up, I felt like, um, especially around like fourth grade to maybe around like seventh or eighth, I was an extremely chubby child. As you know, I've showed you pictures. We've <laughs> and talked you're so about proud it. of it, and I love it. <laughs> I was so confident. I yeah. was like walking around like my shit don't stink. I thought I looked so good. Even in my diary entries, I'm like, all the girls were staring at me at the party probably because they were jealous. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think if you have that attitude, then you do look good no matter oh, absolutely. how you look. Yeah, my mom, I, I asked her once because when I looked at, back on pictures now, I was like, I was really chubby. And my mom was like, you never acted chubby. And I was like, okay, problematic. Um, what, like, what I don't mean? know. But I think she was like, you were so joyful and so confident. Yeah. That she's like, I never even thought about that. And she's like, now when we look back on it, like, I remember being, I think I've told you the story, like being at the pediatrician. And it wasn't even the doctor. It was a nurse practitioner, <laughs> which no shade, but shade. <laughs> and she had a chart and she was showing me, she was like, for your age and your height, you should your weight should be here. And she was like pointing towards the middle of the chart or whatever. Yeah. She's like, your weight is, and she took her finger and slid <sighs> it up 
and off the piece of paper, basically saying my weight was off the charts. And not in a good way. (laughs) And I remember just being like, okay. And then she was like, so if you have this much food on your plate, and she like put her arms out, and she's like, just take half of it off. And I remember leaving and being like, jealous much what a hater she's such a like such a jealous (laughs) bitch she just wants this like i did even when a doctor was telling me i was overweight which i guess technically medically i was i still was like whatever i never felt unhealthy i didn't even know what i wasn't even aware of those concepts and then it's like once i hit middle school i like you know, your body starts changing and I started losing weight because I was like playing sports poorly, but I was still moving my body and playing them. Yeah. Um, Is when I started feeling insecure. That's also the time in your life where like gender roles are really put on you because you're You're starting to look different. everything about yourself in middle school. I look back at that time and I'm like, wow, I did everything wrong. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, because before we grow boobs and butts, we're not the same as males in our class, but it doesn't differentiate us as much, or yeah. at least in my case. And then once you start growing that, it's like no going back. You're different. You're automatically sexualized now because you're a woman now. Yeah. You get your period, which is a like monthly reminder that you are so different and like it sucks. <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember like, Starting in seventh grade is when I started dieting. My first diet I ever went on was Atkins. I did Atkins in middle school oh, too. Oh yeah, you had and to. my mom was the one that was like, she she's like, I did this when I was in high school, and she was doing it, and she goes, Do you want to do it with me? And I think it was more of like a bonding thing for her, but right. it, I think made me feel like, yeah, I should. And what a terrible concept. Yeah. Eat a bunch of cheese and salami, which is what I was I ate doing. So much cheese. On so that diet. much cheese. Yeah. And like how insane. And also I grew up in a household where we didn't eat that much meat. So I was eating a lot of cheese. Yeah. And I remember I did lose weight, but it was also because I was going through puberty and I was growing taller and stuff. But I was like so thin in middle school. And I remember like wearing a bikini for the first time. And by bikini, I mean full, like, foot-long halter top, <laughs> high neck, and then, like, boy sh- uh, like boy shorts underneath with board shorts on top of that. So maybe, like, three <clears throat> inches of my flat stomach was showing. And I remember, like, basically, like, wrapping a towel and, like, almost taking the towel, like, into the pool with me and then, like, putting it over the edge and not, like, wanting anyone to see my body. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm probably like 60 pounds heavier now and I walk around in a bathing suit like it ain't no thing. Yeah, and you look great. Thank you. Yeah, I think about um, bikinis as well and I wore them. I think I felt like I had to and it was like, if I wore a one piece as I'm now becoming like a woman, that's not sexy or hot. Yeah. And it's like nerdy to wear a one piece. So I wore... A bikini and it's not like I like I mean I, I feel like I look the same as I do now yeah and, but you know I'm just older and um but I felt so insecure about it and I'm like I don't even know where that came from I guess from family or some sort of conditioning of like I was always told to like cover up and not wear like certain things and yeah sometimes I would at home and my mom would be like you just look you know 
like a hussy or yeah, yeah. cheap. And, um, You're shamed. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, th- you know, I don't blame my mother for like, right. She was that's probably what she's me. been taught too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Bikini. Even today I'm like, I haven't been able to work out in two years. And like, <laughs> you still look beautiful <laughs> and great and healthy, but I'm, I'm like going through a body image thing yeah. right now where I'm like, okay, I am not, I don't have muscle or like, I'm not fit like I used to be. And I actually bought a bikini today okay. and I'm like, wow, this is what I look like. And I'm in the room, I'm like, yeah, this is what I look like. Yes. And it's fine. Oh my gosh. I have to share a poem with you. Okay. Keep talking while I look it up. But I, someone I know posted it like a while ago and I just loved it so much that I saved it. And whenever I feel like that, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. So it's by a poet called um, Holly Holden. And I'm just going to read it. Oh, I can't wait. Do you have it right now? Or yeah, I have it. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> Today I asked my body what she needed, which is a big deal considering my journey of not really asking that much. I thought she might need more water or protein or greens or yoga or supplements or movement. But as I stood in the shower reflecting on her stretch marks, her roundness where I would like flatness, her softness where I would like firmness, all those conditioned wishes that form a bundle of never quite rightness, she whispered very gently, could you just love me like this? Oh my gosh, I'm like, I was like getting choked up. Are you dead over that? Yeah. We don't think of our bodies as, well, they're part of ourselves and they're also separate. So like, we are so harsh to them Mm -hmm. and they do so much for us. Our bodies keep us alive and all we do is like criticize and insult them. If we were ever that mean to another human being, we would be bad people. Yeah. But we do it to ourselves all the time because, like, that's just how we've been conditioned. No, you used to always say when we lived together in Chicago, this phrase, um, when I'd, like, say something about myself and you go, hey, don't talk about my friend like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But it's, it's true. And I feel like in the past few years, I've finally really come to terms with, like, I'll look at girls and I'm like, oh, my thighs like aren't as skinny as theirs are. And I'm just like, who cares? These no are... No one, yeah. I'm not going to starve myself. Even if I did, my thighs still wouldn't look like that because this is how I'm built. And like, yes. I should be proud of that. And we need different shapes of people. We need different types of and people. And who's to say there's a certain way a thigh should look? Yeah. Also, like, when I see a chubby thigh on a baby, it's like delicious and we <laughs> love it. Yeah. And we like... When babies start to lose their chubbiness, we, like, mourn it. Yeah. And then as we get older, if we see chubbiness on a person, we're like, (sighs) I actually, so, not to self-promote, but this has to do with the story. So, a show that I'm a part of, that I'm very proud of, called Special. Well, I'm going to bring it up because I feel like that's all about Yes, yes. If you didn't, I was going to. Okay, good. Well, there's a story. So, it's a show called Special. It's on Netflix. Please stream it. Please. It's um, beautiful. It's a wonderful show. I'm so proud of it. And my character is extremely body positive. And, you know, there's a whole episode where she's in a bikini. And, like, I like it because it doesn't paint it as, like, oh, my gosh. She is so brave for being her size and wearing a bathing suit. Like, yeah. it normalizes me because I am normal. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not shocking. And there's they're not making fun of 
someone that's my size and oh my god it's funny that she's confident because I feel like they do that with a lot of women um but the reason I bring it up is that I never read comments on things because I've never really been on anything where people are commenting so this is probably one of the first things besides like YouTube stuff I've done or whatever and I purposely don't read about read them because it's you know there's trolls everywhere and um one of my friends was like messaged me the other day and I don't she didn't you know wasn't aware and she was like oh my gosh she's like I want to respond to some of these comments so bad on the Netflix post and I was like what are you talking about so we had done a marketing shoot with Netflix and um in this video they posted of me I'm like talking a lot about representation as far as being an Indian woman and then also body positivity as far as being a curvier woman yeah and I'm not saying I represent all curvy women or that I represent all plus size like Everyone comes in different shapes and sizes. I just represent myself and my experience. Yeah. So I'm talking about that and I'm saying that I think it's important to show someone who isn't a size zero confidently be on screen and be confident and not in a joke way and not in a dramatic, overly done way, but just like a very reality-based confidence. Um, And some of the comments were shocking so there's this like wave of people who like hate this body positive movement that's kind of happening currently um and a lot of them are men of course and i didn't even click on their profiles but i'm like i love to see what you look like commenting (laughs) on me one of the comments was just like fatty 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 and i was like what What? is the point of this and you know i think you know we're trying to take the stigma out of the word fat but i've never really like in you know moments of insecurity i've been like i feel fat da, da, da. but i've never been like i'm a fat person but to some people i am fat and to others i'm not and it's just a descriptor you know yeah so a lot of these people were like body positivity shouldn't be about people who are fat or overweight body positivity should be saved for people that uh, have like scars from burns or amputees that are like missing a limb. Yeah. That's who we should be body positive for and that's who we should include. I'm like, absolutely we should. We should include literally everybody. And so they were coming, they were posting these like cartoons and it was like body positivity should be for this. And it was like an image, like a cartoon of like um, a woman who had lost a leg and then like a little child with burn scars body positivity should not be for like fat unhealthy people and it was a larger woman and they were like putting arrows at this cartoon pointing out things about you know this quote-unquote fat woman and one of them said and it was like describing her and one of them was like underneath my layers like her rolls it smells like rotten eggs no and I was like I know there is a stigma out there about like fat people smell but I'm like no People who smell just smell, and we all have smells. Right. It has, you know, people who are unhygienic smell. Yeah. And I was like, but rotten eggs? Like, if anything, like, you know, if you don't, like, clean your belly button out for a while, it may smell like vinegar. But I have never had, like, maybe besides, like, a fart, smell like rotten eggs, like, on my skin. It's just, like, inaccurate. Yeah. Also... B.O. has to do with your inside, not yes. your outside. Thank you. <clears throat> so if you're being, and it just because if you're like larger than what society deems to be acceptable, like it doesn't mean you're an unhealthy person. 
Exactly. There's so many people that are plus size. I mean, I'm a size 12. I like have been on this like self health or self care journey for like, I would say about like maybe two years now. Yeah. I feel like you've been really good. Yeah. And yes, like I have lost some weight from it, but like I work hard to stay a size 12. Like I'm not as I'm and size 12 to some people is huge. And to some people is goal weight. Like it's just depends on who you are and what you want in life. And it's not good or bad. It's just what it is. But like, I think there's this misconception that people who are bigger aren't healthy, like you said. But I'm like, I work out and eat well, so I feel good. But also, like, I'm doing all those things and I look like this. You know, like, it's it's kind of wild. Yeah. But I think, like, that's, and you've touched on it a few times, like, that's the thing about body image and, like, a positive body image about yourself. Yeah. It does. It starts with like feeling confident about what you have and who you are and yeah. And projecting that and yeah. then people don't think twice or if they do then fuck them. Truly and yeah. like not being offended by what people label you cuz like I am who I am. Yeah. And not even being down on myself. There are going to be people in this world that are disgusted by me that find me ugly, that find me unattractive. Like, that's just the nature of humans. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not even going to say, like, oh, the people who think I'm ugly actually are ugly themselves or this or that. They're allowed. Yeah, People are allowed to be not attracted to you. Um, so we just, like, can't really put that much weight on it. Unfortunately, as a young woman, though, you are affected. And yeah. then I feel like as we become adults and we learn to like love ourselves even more, which does come with age, I think, you kind of have to start like deprogramming your brain. Which is so hard. <laughs> it's so hard and it might be like a lifelong process for us, but like I'm definitely further along than I was. Like I have so yeah. much compassion for my younger self. Yeah. And I think too about body image, like it, anyone struggles with it whether it's like you could be super skinny and you want to gain weight or you have a flat butt or you got a bubble butt or you got a big nose or you're like skinny and you have huge boobs or like whatever it is it's like there's always going to be something yeah because there's been a standard set for what it should be but even that standard changes so much throughout time yeah like right now i would say big butts are trending yeah which I don't think they were like in the 90s with like low rise jeans and like Tara Reid type body types, which <laughs> yeah. good for her. She's beautiful in her own way too. But right. like it changes to the point where you're like, is this just arbitrary? Yeah, it definitely is. Like, you know, they say back in the day, like way back in the day, if you were heavier, that was like more attractive to people because that meant you were wealthy and could afford more food. Yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah. Also, like, our bodies are magic as women. Like, the things we bleed every month and don't die. (laughs) (laughs) We lose parts of our body every month and, like, survive and live. And then Mm -hmm. we have the ability to create life inside of our body. And not all of us use it, but that's okay. Yeah. So it's like, our we bodies. need the men to do it so they're good for True. to be here too. But, <laughs> <Truly>. like. <laughs> but truly, like, 
we're <clears throat> creating and carrying that shit inside of us and like our bodies are like so magical yeah but we are so mean to them i know it's I, hard i read this um there's this wonderful book i do you know louise hay no she started the publishing company hay house okay but she's like a um i guess like a life coach or, or whatever yeah. I don't know I don't know what to categorize those people yeah as. inspirational it, person etc yeah. <laughs> and she wrote this book you can heal your life and um oh my gosh I have that, that book oh okay I, I should feel like read you it. did or something I was and I'll sometimes I'll pick it up and sometimes I'll like not touch it for like a year but yeah. I picked it up like the other week and it just opened to this part where she's like if you repeat this mantra to yourself of I accept myself and she goes you just start with that one and you say it to yourself like 300 times a day and it's basically like you you're just like as you're walking around washing the dishes or whatever you're just saying I accept myself I accept myself and I was like I'm gonna do this and I did and I felt so much better and I'm like it's just teaching you to accept you how you are and to love and that all starts from like inside the inside out and like also being like it's okay However you are right now, it's okay. And like, I feel like in tandem with that, I feel like one thing I try and do also, and this has taken me a while to get here, is while being like, you're great the way you are, accept yourself. Also not beating myself up when the insecurities do come in. Uh Because we're going to feel insecure about things, maybe to varying degrees, probably till the day we die. Oh, yeah. We're not impenetrable. Like, we're humans. Like, Mm -hmm. things affect us. That's one of the beautiful things about being a sensitive human being, you know, and I'm extremely sensitive. But, like, (laughs) then not beating myself up for feeling that way because sometimes, like, when we do, we think we've, like, succumbed to society or, like, oh, God, you're now you beat yourself up for beating yourself up. And it's, like, an endless cycle of, like, guilt, but it just makes you feel worse. And just being, like, gentle with yourself and being, like, it's okay if today you don't feel great. Right. It's okay if, like, today you're not loving the way your chin broke out. Right. But know that it doesn't reflect on you as a whole person, and this is a feeling, and it'll pass, and it's all right. Yeah. And all these feelings coexist in you all the time. Yeah. I think there's this thing, too, that some people do, and I definitely do it, where... If you feel insecure about something, like say I wear like a, a tighter shirt and then I feel a little more bloated or something, yeah. then I have this thing where I'm like, well, if I just call it out and like sh- tell people, then it's okay. Where I'm like, oh, uh, sorry, my God, I like, I had a soda and now I'm all bloated right. or something. And then people are like, oh, it's, no, it's fine. And like, no one's even looking. No yeah. one's even noticing. Everyone's too worried about what on their own bodies they're insecure about. Yeah, but I'm like, why do I need to call that out? That doesn't make it okay. I'm still insecure about it. But it like yeah. somehow it like releases attention for you. But I'm like, no, just who cares? How about Truly. that? And like be okay with it and And it's like that thing of like, you know, make fun of yourself before anyone else can. Yeah. And I feel like especially with weight, I've done that a lot in the past. But like if I think about it realistically, who I really choose who I surround myself with and who in my life would actually make fun of me for my weight. Yeah. Literally nobody. Yeah. Even the worst critics in my life would never actually be hurtful and make fun of me for my weight. Right. So we do it before anyone else can, but 
we're assuming someone else will. Right. But like more than likely, no one's going to say anything. Like, Or that they're even like, I know they're probably looking at it and thinking like, I look fat or whatever in this top. Mama's thinking so, about us. I know. Even and, and even if they are, who cares? Yes. It really like doesn't <laughs> matter. I know. I used to like think about stuff and then like this one time last year, it just kind of clicked with me and I'm like, I'm being really narcissistic actually. In my insecurities, I'm being very narcissistic because... I'm assuming that all these people are thinking about me. Yeah. And that they're looking me up and down and noticing all these things about me. And even if they're thinking I'm inferior, that means I'm on their mind. And more often than not, and not even in a bad way, people ain't thinking about you. Yeah. We're all just thinking about ourselves. I know. Um, Yeah, it's like kind of insane. um, There's this other thing that's been like going on with me lately that I guess it's in regards... Maybe it could apply to body image, but yeah. I think also to just like who being who I am. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, our body as a whole, I guess. Um, like I'm a more quiet and reserved person and it like would get me so pissed off when people are like, oh, you're so quiet or like, well, you're, I like when people are like, who's Sarah? And I'm always like, oh, she's like really shy. And they would say stuff like that. And like. And then I'm around people who are really like outgoing or whatever, and people are like more drawn to them. And it's always been like an insecurity of mine. And I like lately have been like, no, this is who I am. Yes. And I accept that about myself. And I, but even deeper than that, I'm like, and I'm necessary for this world. Yes. Because if everyone like looked this way or they were all super outgoing, so annoying. Yeah. The world would be so annoying. (laughs) And I'm like, but hey, if you want to have a deep convo about something, I'm in. But and I'm, it's an yeah. energy you bring. There's actually, I think it's a TED Talk, you know, free plug for TED Talks. Heck yeah. That I listened to a while ago. And um, the woman who was giving it, and I don't know if you identify as introvert or extrovert or whatever, but she was introverted. And she was basically saying how society rewards extroverts. Yeah. And so if you are more introverted on whatever scale or degree, you are meant to, or you are made to feel bad about it, like you are lacking something, and because you won't be rewarded for that. Because yeah. you're always taught, like, if you want something, go out and get it, speak up, be the first one there. Like, and that's not always the way life works, and it's not always like the best way. Yeah. So that is really interesting. And like, it's because they probably also say it as if it's like, an unattractive or unlikable or undesirable quality. But really you're like, no, this is my energy and the people in my life appreciate this energy that I give. Cause like to me, when I think of you, I'm like, you're very calming and you're very patient and you're very like thoughtful and and very generous in your giving and receiving of energies. Thank you. Yeah. Like I never think of you as like, Ugh, she's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and even like now, yeah. I think like in like in middle school and high school, it's probably more quiet. But now I'm, I feel like it's a good mix of both. But you still. are who you are, and guess yeah. what? You're not the same every day, right? And then the people who are outgoing, I'm sure they feel, you know, 
oh, insecure yeah. about that. And it's just like, well, everything is necessary. Yeah. Flat butts and big butts are <laughs> necessary. <laughs> butts are but Listen, yeah. at the end of the day, butts are for poop to come out of and for pleasure as well. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. flat or big, they're there. Yeah. That is interesting because I feel like we've been best friends for a while now. Yes. And we are different in a lot of ways. But we like complement each other so well and no one ever feels like we're dominating or like capitalizing on the energy. It's always an exchange. Yeah. And I feel like as someone who I think like as myself is more like loud and out there, I worry sometimes after like interactions with friends like, oh my God, was I generous with my time and energy? Did I dominate that conversation? Did I ask them about themselves to... Yeah. Like, I worry about the opposite. Like, did I contribute too much? Was I too much? Yeah. And so I, in moments, want to learn to, like, scale back on that. So it's like we're all trying to just find a balance that works for our lives. Yeah. And I feel like I do the opposite where I'm like, did I not say enough about myself and offer enough and being vulnerable enough in the conversation and instead I'm just asking them about themselves and avoiding me so I like question the other way yeah yeah but I don't think we've ever had an interaction where we left and we were like mm, didn't feel balanced like yeah. but I, I do the yeah. other thing where I'm like did I ask I, I didn't ask them about this and uh, it's like the fact that we're even thinking about it shows yeah. that we are considerate people <laughs> like we can trust ourselves yeah yeah it, it's such a like combination of things that add yeah. up to i guess in regards to like not body image but more so like self-image and yeah that's your thoughts feelings emotions you know physical yeah all of it and it's it's so weird because it's like sometimes i'm like you know we speak about it more frankly in terms of like how you're treated differently at different sizes but for women in general there is just so much emphasis put on our bodies. And even when you think about like virginity, the phrasing behind it is that someone took something from us. Oh. They entered us and took our virginity, even though, even if we consented to this and we wanted to do it as yeah. well. But the men, I took her virginity. And for the women, you know, in hetero relationships, it's like, something was taken from me in a lot of really deep times it's like my innocence yeah. my purity right my this flower yeah yeah and it's like no there was hopefully an exchange yeah we shared something yes together because we both complied to it yeah. yeah and it's like yeah in you know in hetero relationships it's like they are literally like entering you yeah. you know it feels so invasive and that's yeah. like even just the terminology behind so many you know sexual positions and things it's like this man is dominating you and you're <laughs> like oh yeah. i made love with somebody right <laughs> yeah. right i know that's actually what i'm about to get cheesy but yes the bachelor this past yeah. season it i, I I was actually like, I might have to stop watching because oh my God. the way they talked about his virginity and I feel like convinced him to Ugh. talk about it too. It was just like, who cares? It's literally... Will Colton lose his virginity? And oh I'm, my God. I'm like, truly. It was shocking. And like, when they do that, do that for men and women, it's like, I understand it's a big deal for people, but like, 
I don't think enough people ask why. Why is like is it actually a big deal to you or have you just been told like this is this monumental thing? Because yeah. like as adults, after you've had multiple partners, like are we still thinking about the first time we lost our virginity and being like, I wish this and uh, no, we're over it, <laughs> right? I I didn't lose mine until like later in life and. I even felt weird saying I lost it later. Yeah. But But that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we're taught to say. Yeah. But up until then, you know, and I think I mentioned this in the first episode of this podcast, it's just like I bartended and stuff and like, you know, being an athletic person, like it, you're just made to feel like, what? You haven't done that? Like, so you're an idiot, you're a nerd, you're stupid, like... And you're not attractive to me because you won't have sex with me. And I had I dated plenty of guys who were like, "Well, I can't date you if you don't want to have sex because that's a, that's something I need in a relationship." And I'm like, that's "Why don't you create all a you safe want. space for me so I want to have sex yeah. with you?" <laughs> I don't. It's like that's all you want. Oh yeah, so it doesn't even matter. But yeah, yeah, it is like if that's all you want and that's all your partner wants too. Great, hundred percent, love it. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have to be on the same page. Like, I even think about, like, open relationships, and I don't think I'm evolved enough to participate in one, but, like, I'm more and more drawn to that idea of people who are on the same page who also realize, like, monogamy can be very restricting for certain people. And if I'm with someone, I would never expect them to not find another person in their life, male or female, attractive for the rest of their life. That's insane. There are billions of people in this world. And like in the past, I've been a very jealous person in relationships. And like, I really like explore that, those feelings now. Cause I'm like, why was I so jealous? Like, cause I was taught that like this person is mine and I am them and they should only have eyes for me. And it's like, that's crazy. You really <laughs> think they're never going to find anyone else in this world that they're attracted to or connect to yeah like it's part of the human experience i think it'll i think it's natural to be attracted to other people and i feel like um i i know for me though i'm like no i'm a one person person but like i i i think it's fine to like talk about that with people and be like oh just be on the same page yeah and i feel like and you're not disrespecting your partner in it yeah like i remember growing up my mom loved pierce brosnan and she would would always talk about like oh god i just love pierce Brosnan. oh he's just so (laughs) handsome and like we'd say all that stuff and my dad would be like yeah yeah whatever but it was just funny and like it wasn't a thing that like affected right she felt comfortable enough to be like, oh, he's so handsome. And like, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, because, like, he is. Yeah. It is just wild when we think about, like, how we've become... the. That, I mean, that's why I am a 100% proponent of therapy. Mm-hmm. Because it really makes you explore your behaviors. It really makes you think about, like, how you became the way you are. Not good or bad, but just understanding why you are the way you are and understanding why you behave in certain ways or why you think certain ways and like so much of it has to do with like what we've been told our whole lives yeah and it's like some of us are lucky enough now like in our 30s to be like well let me start questioning some of this stuff because I don't think it fits for me anymore it doesn't serve me I feel like 
my late 20s into my 30s it's like that's all I've been doing yeah and like these past six months I have just like dug in and like almost made myself a hermit to be like I have to work through this stuff for myself otherwise I don't know if I'll survive in society like normal person but it, it it is I like We'll take a journal and I'm like, okay, what are these greatest fears? And a lot of people, the greatest fear is I'm not good enough. Yeah. And it all resonates back to like how we view ourselves. And it's like, well, how did that belief come about? Who told me that? Yeah. How have I inserted it into my life? Oh, gosh. And just like digging all that up. And it's fucking hard. But like once you get to the essence of it, it it's like, oh, I'm accepting my body as it is now and my flab and my you know, nose and whatever else, yes. my zits. <laughs> Except the zits, yeah. honey, because zits come and go. Yeah, they do. Zits are like money. They're going to come and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like, and you know, when you feel like I'm not good enough, it's like, for what and for whom? Yeah. You know, it's like, once you like actually ask for details, it's kind of like, like, you know, if there's certain days, like I feel like I have like a certain relationship with like food and guilt because mm-hmm. I like love food it's my number one joy in life but sometimes I get scared of like gaining more weight because you know the last time I had gained a lot of weight I was in like a really dark place in my life and I felt really like you know I felt depressed and all these things and I associate weight with that yeah but it's like I have to separate those things and it's like mentally I could be in a great place and gain 30 pounds and stay in that place yeah and maybe not or maybe I will you can't predict it so you might as well like live how you are right now and like not like when you feel bad about something like ask why yeah you know and not try and avoid the feeling but be like okay I feel bad let yourself feel bad and then be like why exactly do I feel bad that I ate that pizza is it because I'm bad no is it because I did something wrong no it's because I did something that maybe physically makes me bloated and that doesn't feel good. Yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah. But I'm not a bad person for it. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, it so quickly goes to that. And that's where, like, the shame and the guilt comes in, you know? Yeah. But it's hard. It's a lot of work. And sometimes you're so like, I'm just tired. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. And, like, for me, I'm like, it all comes back to just, like, accepting yourself and yeah. who you are, which... Yeah, if you've not been told that growing up, it's truly difficult to do. I send you this woman sometimes on uh, Instagram, just living baby, uh, <laughs> and she is the epitome to me of like self acceptance, yeah, and like loving your body and who you are. And she's got those long nails, yeah, and it's just flashing them, and I love it. If you don't follow her, just please do. It's just just living baby, just living baby. But I think she takes out the vowels. Oh, okay. J-S-T-L-V-N-B-B-Y. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Y is only a sometimes vowel. So. Yes. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. And I like that it's a true celebration because I feel like sometimes with body positive stuff, people go like so far that even the compliments sometimes feel like insults. Like if there is a bigger, curvier girl that we're something they're like so brave yeah (laughs) or they're like you go girl you're a queen and i'm like well don't fucking overdo it right just treat me like any other conventionally beautiful person you would 
But when you're overdoing it, it's almost like you're trying to like convince me or like they'll be like, don't change. And I'm like, okay, you're assuming that I want to change. You're assuming that I shouldn't be happy with this. And so you need to compliment me to make me feel happy about it. Yeah. But like I'm posting it because I I think I look good. Right. So it's interesting. Even when people mean well, but even in their compliments sometimes, you're like, like, you know, they're like, don't lose a pound. I'm like, okay, I wasn't planning on it. Right. But Ate thanks. five different types of cake this weekend, so I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I want to mention your yes. show again, too, because it you have body like positive body image too but it's also focusing on another person who's working on their positive body image and he has cerebral palsy yes and that's like a whole other thing about and i know yeah they meant you talked about the people with the comments where it's like oh scars or handicaps or whatever yeah but yeah and coming to terms with like okay i have this about me and that's who i am and and it's not a flaw necessarily right it's so Ryan O'Connell is the star and creator of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and in real life, he's gay and has cerebral palsy. And he spent a good majority of his life. And so it's based on his book he wrote. Um, he had also gotten hit by a car. It's like, what a troll. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, okay, life, I get it. Yeah. Um, but he had spent a good portion of his life just blaming the accident for it. He has a visible limp. Yeah. Because he didn't want to come out about having cerebral palsy. And so this show kind of explores that. But it really just explores like being in your 20s and like identity in general. Um, But in real life, like Ryan and I have become good friends. And he is like the most like confident and inspiring person. And like a lot of people would be like, despite all that stuff, he's so confident. But I think it's like because of all the things he's gone through, he's confident because he like there's so much life has thrown at him yeah. and he's had to have a really develop a really great sense of self um in all senses of the word to like really survive like all the shit this world throws at you when you have certain things that they deem undesirable yeah um and even as far as like sexuality i feel like he's given me a small form of like sexual liberation and just conversations i've had with him about sexuality um rights for sex workers open relationships um and just like embracing and not feeling bad about like what your body naturally wants yeah um but yeah it is like so inspiring and i think so many people have like responded so well to the show it's called special it's on netflix just a reminder because <laughs> we'll watch it yeah because one, there's a sex scene in it. So mm-hmm. we, mostly in sex scenes we see are completely nude women and maybe we'll see the guy's butt and it's always hetero. Yeah. So the few, now we are starting to see more gay sex scenes, but even that, you know, they'll censor a little bit or they'll cut away or they'll treat it like a certain way. They don't yeah. normalize it. But, and we definitely, I know I, for one, have not seen many sex scenes with disabled people. Yeah. I don't know if, as a society, we don't think they have sexual needs like the rest of us, but everyone does. Right. And so there is, in one of the episodes, and I won't spoil it, um, a sex scene, and I, I think it might be one of the first gay disabled sex scenes. I mean, don't quote me on that. But I'm like, this is so important. It's like, everything is just about normalizing it. Yeah. So like normalizing disabled people having sex normalizing gay sex normalizing 
a curvier girl that is confident, normalizing a brown girl in a bathing suit. Like, because yeah. all of these things are normal. They do exist. Also, you look banging in that bathing suit. Thank you. Yeah. I know I've had a lot of messages being like, where's it from? And I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's like, your skin looked amazing in that episode. Oh my gosh. And I was like, we were in Austin and it was literally like 110 oh. degrees. And I was like, that's just how sweaty I was. It's not glistening. It's like sweat. <laughs> well, it's working for you. I mean, I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. It It's such a, um, I think with life, like to think, like you said, when it throws all this stuff at you, a lot of people have this tendency and I definitely have done it of like, well, I'm a victim. Like yeah. all this shit's happened to me and like, well, you know, what's happening and I can't believe I like had to go through all this and blah 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 and it's like okay, well let's shift that here yeah. and life is throwing this at me because it wants me to grow. It wants me to be stronger because there are greater things that are coming in yeah. for me and there's a greater sense of self that I need to have in order to achieve that and it in order Yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's just about like changing perspective on stuff absolutely yeah. yeah I feel like when I've gone through like hard times in my life and maybe I'm privileged and lucky in this way because I've had the capacity to get through it and I know not everyone has that capacity so I'm very compassionate about that but for me personally it's like I've never gone through a hard time in my life and then come out of it and been like I feel worse right I've always felt better stronger or at least like that I've learned something and I feel like most recently when I went through a hard time in my life, I feel like I'm not just like back to myself. I became like a better version of myself. Cause like, I think I've talked to you about this before, but like when you feel pain that deeply, it carves out this space in you where then you can feel joy that deeply, compassion that deeply, patience that deeply, yeah. like all those things. And it's like a beautiful thing. It is. It truly is. Um, I just want to ask if there's things, maybe people who are listening, if they're struggling with like having a positive yeah. image that you do that help you yeah. create that for yourself. I mean, I read that poem a lot when I'm feeling that way. And I just, even if I don't read the whole thing, I just remind myself, could you just love yourself as you are today? Yeah. Just do it. No matter what you did today, no matter what you feel bad about, can you just like give yourself some love? And another thing I think of that actually my therapist told me was like, think of yourself as like a little baby you're holding in your arms. And if that baby's crying or if that baby's feeling bad about something, you wouldn't be like, don't feel bad. Da -da -da. Just like think of cradling yourself and being like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And having that patience with yourself because it's not easy to feel good. A lot of us work at it every day. I don't wake up every day and be like, amazing i am sunshine and rainbows coming out my asshole like <laughs> you know some days i wake up and i'm like Ugh. and you don't even know why you feel that way but that's yeah. your life and your body and that's what happens but like just be patient with yourself just be gentle with yourself and just know like it's okay and you're okay no matter what you're okay truly yeah, yeah. i yeah i totally agree and it, just knowing like i'm different than everybody else i don't need to look like everybody else thank god i don't thank god yeah. yeah and i may talk different or my point of view may be different and that's healthy and it's again like i just keep coming back to this for myself lately of like i'm necessary and who i yes. am and how i am is necessary and i'm necessarily 
I am supposed to be different. Yeah, we're not supposed to be like leveling up to each other or measuring up to each other. We're all like pieces. Yeah. You know, and we all have different shapes and we fit into different places. And once you take the pressure off of feeling like you need to fit into something instead of just being like, I fit into my own hole. I get it. That's my big message um, for everyone out there. It's like you fit into your own hole, and that's what matters. Your own little burrow that you've created for yourself. Everyone fit into your own hole. Your little bunny hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it's true. Like we have, it's our our body is also our own space, and it's yeah. our it's our own thing. So we should fit into it. Yeah, the best way we know that we can. Yeah. Yeah. And it does so much for you. So give it some love. Absolutely. Because it yeah. is lovely. It is. There's something beautiful about every single person. And it's beautiful in a different way. Yeah. Even like, you know, you see those articles about like, this woman was named the world's ugliest woman. I remember I saw an article oh. like that. And all I thought was like, oh my God, she has amazing hair. Because <laughs> I myself have very thin hair. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's ugly to someone is beautiful. And it's like, sometimes it's just like arbitrary yeah it's not always based in a set universal truth there is no universal truth about beauty yeah yeah it's true i this is one real quick story before we wrap it up but i remember in high school my freshman year there was like this dance that was happening and i got this dress for it and my mom was like oh it's great i love that one you should get that one and then i like went home and i tried it on again i was like my butt's like sticking out i'm like what the heck so then i became very self-conscious and like the next week a couple friends were over and two of them were guys and i was like talking about it and i go can i put this dress on will you guys tell me if this looks bad and the guys were like uh that's not a bad thing <laughs> i was like oh it's not <laughs> like, but why did we have to, we like have to hear it from someone else we don't yeah, believe ourselves i know but i think about that all the time when i'm just like it's not and they're and if oh my god you got a beautiful juicy booty i got a juicy booty and some juicy thighs and i am proud of it i love it (laughs) i got uneven back rolls and you know what it keeps it interesting (laughs) (laughs) it does um anyways thank you so much thank you for being on here and talking yeah i feel like this conversation was like a big hug (laughs) yeah and just for everyone listening we're in my apartment right now and i chopped a bunch of onions before sarah came over in this whole conversation i've just been thinking about how much it smells like onions it here. smells delicious <laughs> okay, i good. love onions see perspective yeah <laughs> bye you guys bye